You're listening to the Biz Booster Podcast, a podcast that's carefully designed to help you power past your competitors, guide you on your journey to building a six-figure empire, and go from invisible to in-demand. I'm your host, Nina, a six-figure business coach who went from working 50-hour weeks at a nine-to-five to becoming a booked-out social media manager in just 48 hours, hitting consistent 10K months in less than six months, and building a six-figure online coaching and course creation business. I am so excited to have you here and let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Biz Booster Podcast. Today, we are going to be diving into what I would do if I was a brand new online service provider again. For those of you all that don't know, I'm Nina. I used to be a social media manager for stylists and image consultants. And when I first stepped into the space, my business looked a lot different than it did when I was actually able to get booked out in 48 hours. I am so excited to chat about this topic today because I get a lot of questions around what I would do if I could start over. And especially between the conversations that I have with other mentors and coaches in the space, I'm sure a lot of them would resonate when they say they would do a lot of things differently. I think I took a really complicated route around figuring out what I wanted my business to look like. I wanted to learn everything the hard way. I convinced myself that I could do everything on my own and actually delayed my success. But I want to dive into exactly how my journey as an entrepreneur started. So I was scrolling on TikTok one day and I had just packed up all of my things to move to Germany. And we had to move all the way across the ocean to a whole nother country. Now I'm half German, so I do have family here. And I honestly feel like I moved back home, but living in the US, picking up my entire life and moving to a whole new country without any idea how I was going to get a job, any of that um, was really scary to me. So me being the micromanager that I am, I decided that I was going to apply for every job under the sun. And I got a lot of interviews, but I was very overqualified and I knew that I was going to be underpaid in these positions. And with the circumstances, them being US jobs on another country's soil, because I'm actually a dual citizen, I wasn't able to actually get these jobs. They wouldn't allow me to. They wanted me to get a job on the German economy because I have a citizenship here. So me not being comfortable enough and with speaking the German language, another fun fact, I am fluent, but not in like the most professional terms. (laughs) I definitely cannot hold up like I couldn't hold like a business conference or anything like that in German, but conversationally, I am pretty good. But like I said, I wasn't confident enough to try to get a job where I would be a full-time German speaker. And it was really scary. So when I realized I wasn't able to get a job, I was at a crossroads. I knew that I wanted to work. I knew that I was the kind of person that would go crazy sitting at home for too long. So I started looking up ways to make some money working from home. I started looking up side hustles, all the things. And of course, you know, I feel like my phone is constantly listening listening to me. And I started scrolling on TikTok. And when I was on TikTok, I came across a couple of coaches, TikTok videos that were talking about 
you know, becoming a virtual assistant and starting your own business and working from home and, you know, being able to charge X amount for your services with no experience. And I was really intrigued. I was like, I think this might be what it is. But as any person that is probably listening to this and started their journey in a similar way, I was really skeptical. I was like, this has to be an MLM. Like, there's no way you can make this amount of money online with your own business. I was really scared in that sense because the next step I wanted to know how. And the next step for me would have been to join a masterclass or buy a course. And I was super scared to make even just a three-figure investment into a business that I wasn't really sure I was going to run yet. So it took a lot of time for me to think about it. I was going back and forth from (laughs) TikTok to the landing page, TikTok to the landing page of the specific masterclass that I was thinking about purchasing so I could learn how to start my own business as a virtual assistant. So I bought the masterclass, I caved. And as soon as I made that purchase, it was like this really calm feeling, but I felt empowered. I felt like I was, I just turned the page onto a new chapter in my life. And as scary as that was, even just that three-figure investment, it scared me to death. That three-figure investment probably scared me more than some of the four and five-figure investments I make into my business today, but it was so scary. And at the time, I was also just not really in a position. As you guys heard earlier, I was literally jobless. Um, I was not really in a position to just be throwing money around. And so I was like hoping and praying that this wasn't just some crazy scam on the internet. Um, and obviously it wasn't, but you know, was in the masterclass. It was, you know, I'm jet lagged. We're in Germany at this point. I am up super late in the night on this masterclass. I'm taking all the notes I possibly could. And as soon as I got off of that masterclass, I implemented, I implemented everything that I was told. I, you know, got the CRM. I, um, you know, started writing out my contracts, um, really just filling in the blanks of the templates that I got for free with the CRM (laughs) platforms that I had purchased. But I just felt so empowered by the process of putting the building blocks together of building my business. And it was exciting. It was invigorating. I felt really good. But as soon as I got beyond the behind the scenes tasks of building your business, I built my website. I did my link tree for my bio. I like started my Instagram, made my introduction post. And then once I completed everything that was on the checklist from the masterclass of like how to start your business, I started to worry because I was like, I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to market myself. And I did a lot of things, not necessarily wrong because I learned from a lot of them, but I did a lot of things very differently than I would do them now. So we're going to get into some of the things that I believe would have helped me hit my first 10K month as a social media manager so much faster and what I would do if I was a brand new online service provider again. If I was just starting to build my business today, I would start by organizing myself in a task management system. Literally, I avoided task management, project management, anything of the sort, any kind of system that was going to organize me, I avoided like the plague. Literally, I thrive in organized chaos. I learned in a later investment that I made into my business. And the thought of a project management system, I don't know, telling me what to do was really scary for me. And I know it seems really like small, but 
(laughs) I just couldn't do it. I didn't really look at my Google calendar a lot of the time. I just knew when I had appointments and, you know, I would check the app on my phone, but I just didn't really live in systems that organized me and that were going to set me up for success because I was... I had a fear of them. I don't know. Um, I don't really have the answer for you all, but I would literally start in a project management system or a task management system like Asana, Trello. My favorite right now is ClickUp. Literally adore ClickUp. I don't even know how I would live without it, but that is the first place I would start. I would organize myself in a task management system. I would get used to having tasks in different places, organizing myself in different spaces because I had to do that for my clients. And the fact that I was pretty good at organizing what I was doing for them, yet horrible at doing it for myself, just made for this really unbalanced like relationship that I had with my business. So definitely get yourself a task management system. ClickUp is actually free forever. And I have a link below in the show notes for you if you guys want to go check it out. But the next thing that I would do is open up a Stripe account. So I used Wave um, as my very first invoicing system. And I am just loving Stripe currently. Stripe integrates with just about anything that you want to do in the online space that requires you to process a payment. And so I would have just gotten started on Stripe right away. A lot of people like PayPal business and I personally don't use it, but you're more than welcome to. I've heard a lot of great things. PayPal also integrates with so many things, but really just try to find a payment processor that is able to integrate with just about any platform that you could potentially be on in the future. It was, it's going to save you a lot of time and a lot of headaches and I think a lot of CRMs integrate with PayPal and Stripe as well. So you just kind of get to house everything in one account and it's just not going to drive you crazy to switch everything over. And yeah, so that is the second thing that I would do. I would get started inside of Stripe right away. I want you all to sit back and close your eyes. Now picture this. When you open your Instagram, you have all kinds of responses to the call to action you posted on your stories earlier that day. Your email list is growing by the thousands. Your passive offers are selling behind the scenes. Your socials are growing consistently. Lead generation for your business becomes more about community building than ticking off a box off of your to-do list for the day. Your posts convert two plus sales Every time you put one out, your pitch actually gets people up and moving and funnels them into the correlating offer. Picture getting to decide when you are ready to let go of your mentor's hand. Picture making impactful sales for your business simple as fuck. Running a business and being a CEO is more than just knowing how to sell and making $10,000 plus months. It's about you as an online service provider or coach or creative being and showing up as the best you that you can be. It's about your clients knowing that you're here to serve and show up for them when they need you. It's about your audience knowing that you're here to serve and show up for them when they need you. Mentorship needs to become more about personal development along with business development. The Biz Booster Mastermind experience takes you on a more holistic and personal approach when it comes to business mentorship. I want you guys to think strategy, personal development, and personal healing. 
I am always so honored to mentor the women that are ready to boost their businesses. Inside of the Biz Booster Mastermind experience, you're getting my exact framework for going from invisible to in demand. All of my signature courses, including the High Ticket Sales Accelerator course, the Biz Booster course, early access to the Product Suite Rehab course, early access to the Visibility Vault course, bi-weekly trainings, guest experts, weekly hot seat coaching calls with myself and your co-coach, monthly one-on-one strategy sessions with me, unlimited one-on-one content and material review, plus access to the membership portal with monthly Q&A calls. If you are ready to change the way that you invest and put the ball back in your court, build a business while simultaneously healing on a personal level, the Biz Booster Mastermind experience is your chance to actually scale without the pressure of making a five-figure investment into your business. Check out the show notes for more. And let's get back into the episode. I would also start my Instagram. Like I said, I started, I posted my very first post on Instagram when I first entered the space and I introduced myself and then I got stuck and I didn't really know what to do. I didn't really know what to post, how to post things, what I should talk about on my stories. So I just didn't go on my stories. You know, I was designing things in Canva and just throwing up my packages and pricing into my story, hoping that someone would look at it and swipe up and buy or head to the link in my bio and buy. And that's just not how it works. But as you grow as a business owner, you kind of learn that you have to step outside of your comfort zone in order to start seeing results from the marketing that you're doing inside of your business. So I would start my Instagram and I would really focus on educating my audience, building a whole lot of trust before I put anything out there promoting any of my services. I would take a good month probably to just start educating my audience and really focusing on educational content specifically through video, but also on Instagram carousels. My audience right now and my audience back when I was a social media manager loved my carousel posts, especially the ones that were super educational and broke things down step-by-step. So that's the next thing I would do. I would just really just educate my audience specifically through video content, specifically through carousel posts on my feed. And then the first thing that I would launch would be a freebie. I would start trying to build my email list up from day one, you guys, I would launch a freebie. Obviously this is all after niching down and understanding who my ideal client is. So I can create a freebie that fits their needs and is going to be a great incentive for them to give me their email and get them on my email list. So I would launch my freebie. That would be the first thing that I would do followed by my website and a blog. And the reason for this is because I wish I had got a diversified the platforms that I was on from day one, just because of the visibility that I see now in my business. Now that I'm utilizing a blog, I'm utilizing a podcast. I am on Pinterest. I'm on all the social media platforms, right? And I see the difference that it's made in my business now. So I would definitely, as a service provider, really start. I wouldn't overwhelm myself with trying to get on every social media platform, but I would definitely focus on Instagram, educating 
my audience there and then utilizing Instagram to launch a freebie followed by a beautiful website. Um, a lot of people will tell you that you don't need a website as a service provider. And that's true. You don't, you technically don't. And a lot of people don't have them and don't want them. And that's totally fine. But for me, my website and writing copy for my website and just having a beautiful place for my ideal client to land and browse my services is so important and got to be really important really quickly um, in my business as a service provider, as well as a social media manager. So yeah, I would launch my website followed by a blog, and then I would dive deep into visibility and really focusing on visibility tactics. So utilizing Pinterest for that cross-platform marketing, boosting traffic back to my website, boosting traffic back to my blog all through Pinterest. And I would really make collaborating with others a priority. And community building was a part of like the foundation of why I believe my business was able to achieve whatever what it was able to achieve um, when I was a social media manager. And I really think that was a huge stepping stone for my business when I did focus on, I created an entire uh, Facebook group called the collaboration space for virtual assistant and social media managers. Um, I was in there and I wouldn't change that at all. I would definitely make collaboration with others a priority. So something that I did that you can do to start collaborating with others in the industry, industry leaders, you know, other people that have a similar ideal client as you, people that provide a similar service as you, right? Do a story takeover. I did a whole entire month of story takeovers and I boosted my visibility so much. I think I had about 20, probably more than that. I don't even remember the exact number right now, but I had a good 20 to 30 women that agreed to do a story takeover with me. And I literally just went through all the women inside of my community on Instagram, almost all of them, but a lot of them I was already talking to behind the scenes anyways. And I went through and I was like, you know what, what's the harm in asking? And I asked them all if they'd be willing to do a story takeover with me. And almost every single one of them said yes. And we exchanged 60 second videos, you know, giving away some valuable information. Some of them were a little bit longer. Some of them were a little bit shorter. And on the same day, at the same time, we posted the story that an exchange story. So I would post the story that they sent me and they would post the story that I sent them to their story. And we just, our call to action at the end was to, you know, come chat with us, come follow us, come hang out with us over on our pages. And I just know that between myself and the 20 to 30 women collaborating with me that day was a really big part of boosting my own visibility, me becoming an authority in the space, people looking to me. Um, Because a lot of it too was I was on 20 to 30 women's profiles. And so my face became probably, I don't know, but I imagine my face became pretty familiar to a lot of people in these women's audiences because a lot of us are mutual followers and it definitely boosted my visibility. So I would be networking inside of all kinds of Facebook groups, um, focusing on a mixture of problem awareness content, educating and selling inside of my Instagram stories. And these are probably going to be the two biggest money makers, depending on where your ideal client consumes content. So something I really want to go over is that 
you need to figure out where your idol client is hanging out to consume content. Okay. Because a lot of times we choose Instagram to market and as our main platform for marketing our business and our services, because someone else told us to do that. When in reality, your ideal client and the people that you want to work with aren't consuming content on Instagram. They may have Instagram accounts for their businesses. They may use it for marketing, but they might not necessarily be sitting on their business account scrolling. And that's something that we have to understand. And the whole point of me saying this though, is that it is okay to branch out to different social media platforms and try different strategies to get in front of your ideal client on different platforms. So I would be personally, like I said, my ideal client at the time was style coaches, stylists, image consultants, and they are on Instagram a lot, but I definitely found two of my clients inside of Facebook groups. And I sold a lot of my intensive sessions inside of Facebook groups as well. Now, I was not doing any crazy promotional posts. I wasn't doing any like kind of cold DMing, anything like that. But I was just engaging in these groups and again, becoming a familiar face in that community. Also getting a lot of word of mouth marketing at the time and especially through those Facebook groups. So me continuing to show up inside of them, network inside of them really helped me. And then ultimately a lot of those people from those Facebook groups ended up coming over to my Instagram as well, and then started consuming my content over there. So that was super fun. And I really encourage you to look deeper than just Instagram, really try to find where your ideal client is hanging out. If they're hanging out on TikTok, post on TikTok, make TikTok your priority. If that is where you're going to be able to generate the most revenue. I recommend doing that, right? Just because someone tells you that you need to use Instagram for marketing and does not necessarily mean that that is the truth for your business, your niche, and your unique situation. Now, I would also have launched my VIP day so much sooner. My VIP day changed the game for my business. I would not have been able to have 10K consistent cash months if it was not for my VIP day, bringing in high ticket cash injections for my business each month. Now, when I launched my VIP day, I was looking to trade less of my time for money. I was sick of trading my time for money. And that's something that I already felt when I was inside of my nine to five job. I wanted something more for myself. I wanted my money to start working for me. And I was trying to cut the amount of time, again, that I was trading to bring in revenue for my business. So. I launched what was called at the time, I launched the eight-hour business makeover. And the service I was providing inside of this VIP day was creating 30 days worth of content and completely revamping my ideal client's Instagram presence. I was scheduling content, designing graphics, and I spent eight hours inside of each person's business doing that, right? And delivering them all of it, scheduling it, and they were ready to go for a complete 30 days. So That VIP day, I ended up scaling and pricing um, and raising the pricing all the way up to $3,000. And I offered payment plans on it. But the beautiful thing about this VIP day is that I worked for eight hours. And when I had someone on a three-month payment plan, I was able to bring in a four-figure cash injection into my business every single month. Now, I took anywhere between three and probably six VIP days per month, depending on what my schedule looked like, um, depending on how many reoccurring clients I had at that time on my reoccurring done for you packages and how heavy the workload for them was going to be. So I really just kind of gauged that and 
once I had a good idea about um, how much time I had left over for VIP days, I was able to like block that time off and launch that offer. So essentially I was able to fill in income gaps, right? So between where I was at and what my income goal for that month was. So if I knew my goal was to hit a 10K month and I needed $2,000 more dollars to do that, I would launch two VI or I would open up spots for two VIP days. And I would talk about it on my story and I would market it. I would sell it. I would be promoting it. And um, until those two spots sold. And at the end of the day, that is what changed the game for my business along with being able to subcontract out to another virtual assistant to help me with the workload that I had been able to take on. That way I could raise my prices and take on more clients. So there's a lot of factors that went into this, but VIP days definitely 100% for sure changed the game for my business. So if you've been thinking about launching a VIP day, I highly recommend it because it is just such a great filler in your product suite. And it just fits so nicely between your lower ticket offers and your higher ticket done for you packages that are reoccurring. And you kind of get to customize depending on who's buying and what payment plans they choose. Um, You kind of get to customize whether you're going to have a high ticket cash injection or a more mid ticket cash injection each month, depending on what payment plans you offer for the VIP day and things like that. So VIP days genuinely allowed me to income stack inside of my business as well, because I was able to create a launch schedule for myself, right? I knew that, you know, when I was booked out with my reoccurring done for you packages and I had no more availability left that it was time to launch my VIP day again, right? And I would continuously relaunch it again to fill in those income gaps between where I was at for the month, done for you reoccurring packages and where I wanted to be income wise. Now, and last but not least, I would have dedicated more time to lead generation and community building, right? Within my audience. Everyone knows that one of the biggest money generating tasks for your business is a lead generation, but I love my lead generation strategy now, right? I use a mixture of visibility tactics and manual outbound lead generation followed with nurturing and community building and building genuine relationships in my DMs and behind the scenes, because I find that the more I talk to my ideal client, the more that I bond with them, the more that I get to know them and they get to know me, the more willing they are to make those micro commitments to me. So whether that's showing up to a free masterclass that I host, whether that's showing up to my lives on Instagram, right? Even whether that's just tuning into my stories on a consistent basis, right? They're more willing to make those micro commitments to me. And I genuinely would place probably the biggest focus there over anything that I really said, as far as changing things goes, building a community again, collaborating and really just broadening and boosting my visibility for my business is the reason my business is where it's at today. And I would have done it so much sooner if I knew what I knew today. So I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. I am so excited to hear what would you do differently if you could go back to being a brand new entrepreneur in the space, but you knew what you already know now. What would you change? Let me know over on Instagram at bizcoachnina. I would love to hear your stories and love to hear your input. And who knows, maybe I'll go live with all of your responses. I'll see you guys in the next episode.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Biz Booster Podcast. Make sure you leave a review on whatever platform you're listening from. For more free content and guidance on your journey to building your dream business, make sure you go follow me on Instagram at bizcoachnina. Don't forget to subscribe to the Biz Booster Podcast. And for more resources and full show notes, make sure you visit ninabvirtually.com slash podcast. See you in the next episode.